0: chapel on this exquisite day. I have several announcements. First, as you wander out, uh, you'll see on the bulletin stand this announcement, and I would encourage you to consider being part of the CSA, Community Supported Agriculture. In the chapel lounge, uh, on a weekly basis, arrive a set of boxes with Grand Fresh Fruits and Vegetables. If that's part of your need, CSA is the way to go. I want to encourage you to at least read and consider. How many in the room are part of a CSA already? Fabulous, thank you. Now you see with those hands, if you've got questions, ask them. (laughs) Suicide is indeed a hard thing, a hard thing to wrap one's brain around wrap one's heart around in a hopeful sort of manner. So there's a suicide prevention walk coming up on March 5th. You'll see the announcement in your bulletin. I encourage your attendance at that. On the side of this organ up here, there's a little plaque. It commemorates 45 plus years of service to this university. The name on that plaque is Carl Bertram Swanson. Carl died this last week, and his memorial service will be held up in Santa Barbara. A graduate of Augustana Lutheran College, Rock Island. There's two Augustanas. Jerry Miller, where's the other girl, Augustana? Perfect. Yeah, Carl would tell you that wasn't the real one. The one he went to was. And so uh, we remember him well, and uh, as information comes about the service, indeed you'll be notified. Uh, Did we run out of bulletins and you need some more? Share, if you would. Thank you very much. Uh, Youth workers of the ELCA, stand. Yeah, this is public humiliation. Thanks for showing up. I'm sure you're doing something important today on campus and I hope some office is buying you lunch. Perfect. (laughs) Perfect. With this, that, let's stand uh, as we worship together. Gracious God, your table is wide open, your love given to all people. We come to you, O oh God, with our fears and concerns, with our joys and gratitude, your world is diverse and extensive. Your desire is to hear each one of us as we call out to you, amen. Together we sing.
1: Let us pray. Gracious God, we know that all things come from you. And we pray to you, we pray for you to take care of us. You desire the service of our hearts and the service of our hands. At this sacred moment, we take time to raise up our prayers and concerns to you. In your holy name we pray, amen.
2: Today's reading is from Paul's letter to the Colossians, chapter 1, verses 11 through 20. May you be made strong with all the strength that comes from his glorious power, and may you be prepared to endure everything with patience while joyfully giving to the Father, who has enabled you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has rescued us from the power of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him, all things in heaven and on earth were created, things visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or powers, all things have been created through him and for him. He himself is before all things, and in him, all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he might come to have the first place in everything. For in him, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. And through him, God was pleased to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, by making peace through the blood of his cross. Here ends the reading.
3: Grace and peace. Amen. We live in a scary world. A world full of uncertainty. A world of deep divisions. I'm an enthusiastic newspaper reader. And not too many of those left. And a news watcher on TV, although that's more frustrating because it's such a slow process. And now when it's possible to get notification on your smartphone of every important story that comes along, I find it's a little overwhelming to deal with all the news. I've been following the ongoing refugee crisis in Europe and the interminable conflict in Syria the Zika virus in Brazil and Central America, and more recently, the Pope in Mexico, and of course, our national two-ring circus, (laughs) the upcoming presidential election. And what I see out there is disharmony and confusion, and conflict without resolution, and rising stress and tension and fear. Maybe that's also how the early Christians to whom St. Paul addressed these words in the letter to the Colossians felt about their world, full of challenge and variety and disunity. Because it's clearly Paul's goal to reassure and comfort and strengthen the faithful in the face of all the things that frighten and unsettle. There are three ways in which he does this in this short passage. First, by emphasizing the unity of all things in God. Second, by declaring the fullness of God exists in the person of Jesus. And third, setting these deep unities over and against the apparent disharmony of the world. And so in doing so, Paul tries to give his listeners hope and strength and patience to endure and thrive in a world full of contradictions. The unity of all things in God is not just a Christian belief, of course. Ideas like this cut across all the faiths, and they underscore the fact that the world is not just divided into the pure and the impure, but that everything that is bears the fingerprints of the divine. There is nowhere in creation a God-free zone. There's nothing that God has rejected that we also need to reject, at least no divinely created thing. We can embrace the world as God's world right now without needing to wait for anyone to make it perfect. Knowing that I think gives us strength and patience and endurance to negotiate the choppy waters of life to work for justice even when it seems elusive, to emphasize all humans as sisters and brothers, even in our great diversity. And knowing that, we are held back from hasty judgment as we see ourselves bound closely together across the world, sharing responsibility for justice and prosperity and peace, right here and right now. Right now. Because believing in such a God is a promise already fulfilled. Not just a future hope for someday when we get it right. God is already with us through our neighbor right now. Right now, because the spirit of God's love works in us and makes us confident that we can do good right now, because the God who is shown to us here is one who works in humans and through humans, who is concerned with human freedom and human health and joy, and who invites us into closer connection to each other and to God. On the surface, Paul here seems to be narrowing everything about God and creation and human goodness and the divine future down to the person of Jesus Christ. And in this, our interfaith age, that can seem like an exclusive claim. But I'm convinced that 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 is not the purpose of this message. That instead, Paul is universalizing the message of Jesus, is spreading it out, to be one of all creation and all humanity drawn together by God, called to listen to one another better and to recognize the face of God even in those different from ourselves. God's self-revelation in Jesus is not just so that we can see God better and more clearly, but that we can see God in each other better too. And ultimately, we can draw from this the confidence to take risks in our welcoming, in our getting to know better those not like us, whether different by faith or race or wealth or poverty or social status or gender identity, knowing that we are all called together to transformation of ourselves, of our societies, and of our world. Those of us inspired by God through Jesus are called to join our hearts and hands to those of any belief whose motivation like ours is peace and justice and deeper understanding in a challenging and scary world. Places like this university and people like you, its community, are where this hope lives it is fed and nourished through compassion and deepening understanding. Through study and careful listening to one another and through close observation of the world, universities are laboratories for the development of a richer understanding of humanity in all its dimensions, including the spiritual foundation on which the whole idea of a common humanity rests which ties us together with all things visible and invisible created in and through God and which gives us strength to face the world in its diversity may that be so for us amen
1: let us pray beloved god give us the wisdom and understanding, walk humbly in your world. Show us your will for each one of us, and open our eyes to see it. Guide us to live lives that honor you, praise you through our deeds. Amen. May God be kind to you. And bless you with inner peace. May God guide you to toil to peace around you. May you be filled with God's love and provide care for all creation. May you feel the presence of God walking beside you. Amen.